welcome to week five of the official podcast for the ABC show, The Crossing, where each week we discuss what you just saw and explore the science behind the fiction. And a couple of guys uniquely qualified to do just that are the creators of The Crossing, Dan Dworkin and JBD. Hi, guys. Hi. Hey. And joining us again this week, he had so much fun last week that he slept over. It's futurist, super inventor, hacker, and all-around genius, Pablos Holman. Hi, Pablos. Hey there. And we'll find out just how much smarter Pablos is than all of us. He doesn't just... sleep. <laughs> oh, he doesn't sleep no. at all. He sleeps standing up. The hallmark of a genius. <laughs> um, and we'll find out how much smarter he is than all of us in just a few minutes. But first, I'm your host, ABC Radio's Jason Nathanson. And this week's episode was fascinating to me. We dro- your, You guys drop a lot of knowledge about who I'm calling the firsties. That's the first migration. Um, we learn about them, their mission. They're here to stop Apex from taking over in the future by murdering everyone they think will lead to Apex, which I, I mean, for me, that could be a show in and of itself, just watching the first migration and, and that. So now you're at a place where I think it's tough as creators and writers to devote how much time are we going to devote to the firsties, to the second migration, and everything that's going on there. Well, Firstly, I'd just like to say I appreciate how you put such a cute spin on everything, like for <laughs> calling Reese Supermom, and now you call the, the, the sleepers the firsties. It's just adorable. I have to do it before the internet does it. It's so. contra- yeah, he's cr- creating all our hashtags. <laughs> um, anyway, it very, makes it very family-friendly. But we, we always knew we, we were super excited from the get-go about doing the sleeper episode, basically kind of, obviously not not this whole this whole episode doesn't deal with them, but, but a, a good portion of it deals with their arrival, how they got here, what they've been doing since, um, and how that intersects with with Marshall's history. This was definitely an episode we were looking forward to doing because it was a little bit different, and we're kind of approaching a um, phase in the season where we are hoping audiences, the audiences are not going to know what they're going to be getting from week to week in a good way. Right. I think like the, the, the show is going to be shifting a little bit. Like I said, in the beginning of the season, we were kind of in that Reese Jude cat and mouse mode. Mm -hmm. And now we've evolved out of that. And now we're going to be going some, some very different places. How deep are we going to go into the rest of the first migration um, and all the different characters? Are we kind of where we are with uh, the head fed guy and Eve and, Oh, they're they're they are crucial characters, especially Lindauer, Head Fed, and Eve slash Greta, uh, and we will be tracking them throughout the rest of the season, and they will continue to evolve like the rest of the cast. And for if you're keeping track, so we've gone to 2008, 2018, 2187. Is that the yeah year? Yeah. Uh, also 2194. Which is basically which we, when we've shown. They came back. That's when they. That's when the the, the refugees right. came <laughs> okay. from that time, and I think that covers it. And we will go to twenty one ninety four a little bit more in a future episode, uh, a few episodes away. Gotcha. Then a lingering question from episode four. At the end of episode four, we see Agent Ren has been shot. Uh, it's not decisive whether or not she's dead. In this episode, she's talked about in the past tense. We don't see her. Are we a sophisticated TV watcher in these days? You know, they unless somebody is dead and you're at their funeral, they're not dead. So, are we supposed to know if she's dead or not? (laughs) I I guess I would say you are supposed to know whatever it is you think you know. (laughs) (laughs) The the vague showrunner answer there that we all know and love. But her fate will become clear in uh, a few episodes. Okay, so we will get something definitive. Yes, Um, and then one of the. 
one of the lines I really liked that kind of stuck out to me is when um, I think it was I think it was Supermom Reese who said that apex babies don't cry like human babies. Yeah. Um, in the future, do do future babies poop in a different way too, or is it just <laughs> crying? I'm not sure how we uh, how there was a genetic advancement in, in uh, poop, um, unless it made our bodies more efficient, and so maybe there's less of it. I mean, yes, yeah, that means it sounds <laughs> this like is where Pablo chimes in and goes, "Actually, <laughs> yeah, there's, actually, we, we've been working is, on something. This was, all this, you eat in the future is Cliff Bars, and so there's <laughs> less poop. This, and you're very smart. This was exactly my segue into Pablo's okay. um, asking: Did you consult him on how future babies cried or don't cry? Uh, we just came up with that one because it seemed it, there's something very uh, eerie and and sad about that to a quiet, me. Like, a quiet baby. The, well, the, the the idea of designing you know uh, more efficient babies, yeah. which we will be doing to to a degree in the future, and will that include maybe eliminating the nuisance of their crying? Which let, let's face it, if you've ever had a baby, it's incredibly annoying. But it is also at the heart of what makes a baby a baby. And are we going to engineer that? Out of them, that helplessness, that self-sufficiency. Well, or, like yeah, that. Or, or perhaps we've taken steps to engineer their emotions in a way where they they know that it's going to be it's going to be okay, right. and they don't have to cry but, all through the night. But, <laughs> but that is that's what, a little bit dangerous. But that does kind of get to the heart of like what I really enjoy about writing this type of show and sci-fi. It's like with one line like that, you can open up a whole bunch of questions yeah. in people's minds. Like, what does that mean? Like, and it just, to me, when I hear that line about how our babies don't cry like that, it just make it just paints all kinds of interesting possibilities. And when, when we first started to talk to Pablos, his, uh, what struck me about uh, his vision of the future was how optimistic it was. Hmm. And one of the things he said was about the, the, you know, the full automation of everything that it's possible that we raise the poverty line and, you know, people are kind of taken care of in different ways. Mm-hmm. And then it really becomes about managing our own mental health. Um, and it yeah. just sort of gets you thinking about genetic, our genetic improvements. Is like, are we going to make improvements in that arena as well? And so yeah. in painting the picture of the future, it's obviously kind of, you know, apocalyptic with this, the apex, you know, kind of sure. exterminating the common people. But they believe they're the next, you know, the evolution in humanity. And so it, it should be, it's right then in the future that these smart people uh, were able to tackle a lot of the world's problems and, you know, eradicate a lot of the world's ills. But then in sort of, they've made themselves into gods and it turns out they're not so great as gods. Are well, they? you know, this is, <laughs> yeah, but, so. but we've, we've been through this before. Yeah. You guys just probably don't remember. There were at least five other species of, um, humans <laughs> before we just probably killed them all and took over, right? right. Um, and so, you know, it, I suppose there's like a, some sad interpretation of this potential in the future. But, yep, humans are probably, as we know them, Homo sapiens are probably not like the end of evolution, right? We're going to keep making ourselves better. Um, and at some point, we'll, we'll look different than we do now, Um and hopefully that'll happen over a long enough period of time that um, we'll all be dead and we'll have to worry about it. But, you know, that's <laughs> that's that's we haven't stopped. Right. Um, when do we get know, wings? Are we going to be well, wings, are you we know, gonna wings, be around for that? That's it. That's if you want them. I do. Right. We already have wings. We invented airplanes and we can fly better than birds now. 
So um, if you want them strapped onto your back, you know, we can yes. arrange for that. Um, Thank and you. if you want wings that you can flap like a pterodactyl, uh, that, that may become technically possible, whether or not it's desirable um, is another question. So I don't think, I mean, you know, it's really hard to grapple with these questions all at once. Like this is, these are very long time scales. Um, you know, we can, we can imagine what's technically possible and how that would play out. But I think, you know, when you look at what's happening, um, in the time frame you're talking about it over, over a couple hundred years, you know, in that time frame, in all probability, what's going to happen is what's been happening for the last 200 years, which is we figured out how to make things better for billions and billions of people. And for the next 200 years, we've got all these great new superpowers and we're going to spend a lot of our time just applying them to make the world better for the people who are here. And, um, and that's what's actually been going on. And so I don't really see any end in sight. And that's partly like where, you know, my own optimism comes from is that, you know, we have the ability to raise the raise people out of poverty. We've already done it for almost everybody. You got about a billion people left who have been really left behind. We've got to get them up. Um, everybody else is way above where the poverty line used to be. And um, and then we've got a lot of work to do, get the, you know, three or four billion people in the middle up to American standards, but that's all doable. That's all things that we can do by developing these, you know, inventing and developing new technologies. And we've been doing that. And um, the job is to keep doing that. So there's questions like the show raises about, you know, what, what happens if some of these technologies get deployed in, um, in horrible and evil ways. uh, And you create something like apex that turns out to be, hostile um, and have a different set of motives than we do but um, that's our problem too you know if, if it all goes terribly wrong you don't get to blame apex and you don't get to blame artificial intelligence you don't get to blame facebook that's a, you get to blame yourself and it's because we didn't do a good job of choosing what our values are and using these technologies to advance our own values and um and so that's what i think about even in a in a, in a show like this this is an example of where, um, you know, where we went wrong because we genetically engineered a race of people um, that have, you know, amazing fast twitch muscle fiber, but not such amazing values. And this is the exact same question you need to ask yourself when you're raising kids, right? Right. <laughs> um, am I instilling this kid with the values that I want the future of the world to have, right? And if you're developing an artificial intelligence, Am I instilling it with the values that I want the world to have, right? And that's that's the question you have to ask yourself. And this is the show is an example of us having failed, right? Right. Because if we'd succeeded, would have been about a one episode show, <laughs> I guess. That's exactly the point. You know, you guys have this like you know sort of untenable situation where the only show that people will watch is the scary one. Right. Right. So there's really and this is really sad part of what we're experiencing, I think, in the world right now is we have such a vast amount of amazing entertainment, books, movies, music, video games, TV shows, (laughs) elections, um, (laughs) all these things to do that are interesting. But the ones that we're drawn to are the scary ones. Right. And the ones that have some, you know, this this element of of this terrifying element of everything could go horribly wrong. 
and we like we like to find that element in elections, and we like to find it in television. And the and the problem with it is, you know, we're we're doing so much of that that we're convinced uh, that those are the only options. And when in reality, the world's not nearly so dramatic. Things are actually going better and better and better all the time. If you look on any long time horizon, but almost every objective measure, the world's getting better all the time. But those stories don't sell. Yeah. And so you know, so we're having this very difficult problem. And and if you imagine the like the thing you said about the apex, you know, we genetically engineer them to not cry, right? Because you know, some of your psyche, you and me and everybody on Earth right now is devoted to, you know, watching out for threats that don't exist anymore, right? I have a part of my brain that's com- that's highly developed to make sure that if I'm being attacked by, um, you know, by wild animals, um, I see it coming and I do something to defend myself. And I don't have that problem anymore at all. No wild animals are coming for me. But a huge amount of my processing ability is is focused on that. And... Uh, and a huge amount of my processing abilities focused on things like procreation, which I have absolutely no use for. But <laughs> you've got this, you've been evolved to do that. And so right. what you would do if you were architecting Apex is you would design them to stop wasting processing power on things like, um, you know, like uh, infant survival instincts, like crying, and use that part of the brain for something else, <laughs> right? Because you know that you have a infrastructure to make sure that the kids are taken care of and whether they cry or not or something like that right and so that's how you get those those kinds of you know radically different kinds of humans that have been you know we've engineered around uh what you know things that were evolved you know instincts and capabilities and things that were evolved that are no longer relevant right and that's why these people also have a kind of um you know aloof uh, perspective on things like violence and stuff, you know, they, they, they have a different set of motives um, than what you and I evolved. And so, and they, they don't care about, you know, necessarily killing pe- people because they know that we've got the ability to make a bunch more that are superior. So I don't know. I think those are the kinds of things that, that you want to think about when you look at how, you know, how we're going to evolve in the future. The evolution isn't via biological evolution the way we, we way you and I got here. It's evolution of the mind, right? It's evolution of us using our brains to um, to engineer the changes that we want in ourselves and in, in everything else. And, and that's kind of unproven. You know, we've only been doing that for, for a little while now. But we killed off, you know, we killed off the mechanism that got us here, which is survival of the fittest and natural selection, right? <laughs> That's uh, that's how you and I got, you know, mm-hmm. opposable thumbs and two eyes and the ability to appreciate music and all these great features. But we don't have we can't rely on biological evolution anymore. So we have to use our brains. And, you know, that's I think that's kind of why why a show like this is exciting, because you get to explore those concepts. But, you know, there, there's some risk that you guys will, you know, either uh, get the show canceled or you'll be too <laughs> lazy to get do the real work, which is to show some positive, practical vision for how this can play out. Too. Well, I, I would right. love I would love to check in with you once the season's over. There we go. Uh, yeah. Where you can maybe catch up and pick up on some of the more optimistic threads that cool. we present okay, in great. the show. And because uh, Apex, you know, we'll, we're going to have a chance to debate in within the show 
you know, whether or not Apex is inherently bad or good. Yeah. And there's an opportunity there to relitigate that yeah. with certain characters, which you'll see coming up, you know? Yeah. It's like, yes, we went wrong with genetic engineering. It doesn't mean we should not do it. It just means right. something went wrong, right? And is there an opportunity yeah. to make it right? And those, yeah. are, those are ideas we're definitely going to explore uh, in series. The something that's going to go wrong, whether it's in the show or in the real world, is that humans are going to fail to get their act together and introspect about their own values. What do we actually care about? This is a problem right now. What do we actually care about? And if you can answer that question, then it becomes pretty clear what you've got to do to go exact your values into the world. But if you don't answer that question, then you're just looking for somebody else to blame for everything going wrong. And so... You know, we have this problem with technology all the time. People are trying to blame technology for what are essentially their own poor decisions. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys ever examine or think of, though, a world where Apex was good? I mean, I know you might not have a show or it might be a different show. Well, yeah, I mean, I think there's a point in the future where, you know, Apex took a turn and decided, like, you know, we were talking about like the Cro-Magnon maybe at some point decided we should probably stop breeding with the Neanderthals. They're on the way out. They're the older model. Right. We need, you know, they're using up their resources in the future. They're probably, they started to look at, I would think, you know, what the commoners represent, um, the commons represent rather, which is, you know, they're not genetically enhanced. They're not, their immune systems aren't as good. They spread disease, you know, things like that. And, and they made a choice to eradicate them so that they could enjoy the world that they've created. Which is it didn't have to go that well, way. But when you say it like that, it's it's logical. But it can also be presented as something that's very scary and, you know, evil. Yes. I mean, this, we also haven't seen time. Apex in its entirety yet. And I'm not saying we will this season, but I mean what we <laughs> have seen is soldiers. Right. Which we have plenty of, as you know, in America has soldiers. And we've seen uh, kind of a, a fleeting representation of maybe the government. But we haven't seen the apex populace as a whole, and just like any populace, they're probably not totally uniform in their beliefs. Can you say is apex just an American thing? Is it a worldwide thing? Worldwide, it has it's, to be worldwide. It's yeah. worldwide. I think the governments kind of dissolve. You know, it becomes global. You know, it's about a speciation. You know, right? They, they, you know, they rule the roost, and it doesn't really nationalism, tribalism. You know, breaks down into two groups. <laughs> You know, essentially. So right. there's no racism. There's no like gender discrimination. It's simply you're either a have or a have not, which well, that's we thought interesting. was interesting. That there's yeah, a kind of can, reset button there. Yeah, you can, yeah. It, these these things do break down if you have a bigger common enemy. <laughs> yeah. It's like oh, we're all on the same team because we're commons. <laughs> we don't have time to argue about you know, about these other things. Yeah, it's it's you know it's difficult to explore all of these things you know in one season. Yeah. But hopefully, yeah. in talking about it, and I guess that's what I hope. And the point yeah. of the show is that the more people watch the show and talk about it, the more they start to realize how expansive it can be and how many places we can go, and won't sure. be so afraid that like the show's gonna spin its wheels and run aground or get canceled because we really feel like there's so many places we can go and there's so much to explore. I'll just say also on one yeah. specific point, like something we've talked about internally, which we're not gonna you know, get steeped too much in the debate in the show, but the notion of Mantle's disease, this, this incredibly insidious virus that has been engineered by Apex to wipe out the commons. 
Mm-hmm. There's potentially two sides to that story too. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, like for all the conspiracy theories that we have in our world today, where no one knows what is real and what is not, yeah. it makes perfect sense that the commons would come to believe that that was a virus that was engineered to to kill them all. Right. Uh, maybe maybe Apex has a different story. Like, yeah. Maybe it's right. a naturally occurring virus. Hmm. So, so they are. There's no doubt how we've portrayed Apex to this point. They're they're yeah. they're on the bad side of, of of good and bad. But but there's yeah. probably levels to it. Yeah. Well, you did a really good job of that with the um, with the firsties, <laughs> um, because <laughs> See, it's they, catching on. Yeah. Yeah, because they seem like bad guys, but their whole you know motive motive is good guy. So it's just hard to hard to sort that out. Yeah, which is great conflict um, for a yeah. TV show and, and good leads, for TV. Yeah, uh, so many questions which we'll have to address on future episodes of the podcast uh, and in the show. But uh, we want to say that if you have questions for us, send them to us on Twitter using the hashtag the crossing podcast. That's hashtag the crossing podcast. And the, pod, the crossing podcast is a production of Brick Moon Fiction. And thanks again, of course, to the creators of the show, Dan Dworkin and JBD. Thank thanks. you guys. Thank you. And our guest, Pablo Solman. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thanks, Pablo. And I'm your host, ABC Radio's Jason Nathanson. We'll cross paths next week. <laughs>